Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Damn. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Tuesday to you, April 11th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Hope your day is off to a great start. Nick Roush, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well, doing well. It's, uh... It's rare that I have a night of uninterrupted sleep, but I got it. I got it. Turns out when it's nice outside and the the, the boys are outside a lot and active and moving and grooving, uh, they, they they sleep through the night. So it was great. It's great. Got got a lot of errands done yesterday. Got a few more uh, to get done today, but the grass has been cut. The fertilizer has been put down. Uh, we're, we're, we're moving in the, in the right direction in the, in the spring chores around the Roush household. So, uh, doing well. Did you, did you ever get your, uh, lawn situation straightened out TJ? Yeah, they didn't come till Saturday. So texted me on my texted Monday was like, Hey, any chance you can get out this week? It, it's pretty bad. I'm having some lawnmower issues. Otherwise, I'd just I'd get it myself. And they texted back and said, "Yeah, you're on the schedule this week." So Monday comes, no lawnmower, and, that, and that's as detailed as he got. Tuesday came, no no cut grass. Wednesday, no cut grass. Thursday, no cut grass. I know people are listening. And they're like, "TJ, go get your lawnmower fixed. Go take it up to a store. Do something." You're just sitting back and not letting your grass get cut. Because I knew the second I'd do it, I'd, when I'd be returning home from the lawnmower shop, I'd have the people in my yard cutting my grass. The people, the person in my yard cutting cutting the grass. So I just knew the second I went, it was going to get cut. Uh, it, that wouldn't have been the case, though, if I'd gone earlier in the week. Because he did not come till Saturday. It was horrible. He always cuts it on, like, he doesn't cut it down to the soil he always cuts it on a pretty high setting which is supposedly supposed to be better for your grass or that's yes. what they say I, yes that's correct what, mumbo jumbo grow a little. Yeah. yeah mumbo jumbo if you ask me so it, it like it looked much better because it did look pretty bad but in probably like two or three days it's going to look like it needs to be cut again well good it's a it's a healthy lawn um it's that's a healthy lawn. i i'm i'm at the uh 
I'm, I have a very patchy lawn because it's partly weeds and I got a lot of trees. So like some of it doesn't get sunlight. So I'm going to have to, uh, I, I got the fertilizer down. Now I've got to do some nightly waterings, you know, make sure, especially this week, it's not supposed to rain till like Saturday or something, Sunday, maybe. So going to be beautiful weather, beautiful weather this week. Hope everybody gets to go out and enjoy it. Scoots, how are you doing on this Tuesday morning? I am great. I had a, I had a good Monday night. I, uh, so I don't know if I've told you all yet, but I'm officiating a wedding in two, about two and a half weeks. Um, nice. So I went over there last night to their house to talk over some wedding stuff, and they cooked on their hub on their Blackstone. They cooked like a massive hibachi meal with chicken and yeah. shrimp. It was awesome. So yeah, I'm feeling good. I, I'm still actually pretty full from last night's dinner. We didn't eat till about eight thirty or so. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm living good. Don't need breakfast today, and excited for uh, Tuesday. Wow! So have you have you practiced? Are you are you ready to go? Um, for this particular wedding, no. But this will be my fifth wedding that I've officiated. So I've gotten plenty of practice in the past. I've just got to get my stuff together and really start to dial down for this one. How exciting! Well, I'm sure you'll do a great job if you've been asked back. Uh, so many different times hopefully not the same people getting married hopefully different i did tell the couple last night that they are very lucky because i said after my last wedding that it was gonna be my last wedding so this one is really gonna be my last wedding i'm why why are you looking to retire the bible i'm just i'm just why are you hanging up the chasuble because I'm just so tired of going to weddings and not being a guest, you know? I, w- I want to go as a guest. I want to get tore up and black out if I want. If I'm the officiant, you, I can't do that. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Can no, I cannot. You got to wait. You got to no. be patient. But that's a, nobody's going to care at the reception if the officiant is the drunkest person there. I, and also, no, nobody's hammered. At, like, like, very few people. Like, you might have had, like, a couple beers before the wedding, but nobody's drunk until the reception. Like, you're not missing anything. By, by abstaining from booze for a few more hours. Man. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. I don't for yourself, right? I know I know that people don't really care, but for me it's all about perception at the at the reception, so I don't I don't want to get tore up. I admittedly when I married my sister and her husband, I admittedly got a little too litty. The bartender every time I was drinking wine that night for some reason. I'm ne- never really a big oh, wine guy. Um, but every yeah. time I went up to the bar, the bartender, instead of giving me a little half pour like she was giving everybody else, was giving me a full glass. So next thing I knew, I was I was feeling all right. So I, I want to avoid that at future weddings. I don't I don't know. I just want to go as a guest. I don't want to be the officiant anymore. Well, I I just think that Friar Scoots fits you well. Like TJ, can't you see him just putting uh, on the 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 brown cloth? Right? No, like, no cloth. Oh, yeah, for, no cloth for here. Sure. Scoots, what's what's more important to you? Getting hammered, which you've done for probably 15 years on and off <laughs> here or there, or being able to be the connector of love between two souls looking to dive into marriage? Yeah, no, I mean... Well, it, what, what's more worthwhile to you? It, it is cool being that person that, you know, the couple trusts uh, to perform the ceremony. Um, yeah, so I'd probably have to say that. There you go. That's the way to look at it, Scoots. You're the conductor of love. Yeah. It is going to be pretty oh, awkward, though. Love train. It's going to be pretty yeah. awkward, though. So their photographer for the wedding 
is my very first girlfriend in life. Back way back in my kindergarten days. Have not seen wow. her. Haven't seen her since about second or third grade. So I'm I'm really Ooh. excited to kind of reminisce with her. Like, hey, was I your first boyfriend? <laughs> Maybe She's going to see you up there and say this could I could have been Mrs. Scoot. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe the the love con- conduction mm-hmm. spreads. Un- unfortunately not, because she just recently got engaged. So to uh, that's well, to seems, never stopped you. Before. Well, it, he seems like a he seems like a really good guy. She's a single mom. She's got like an eight or nine year old, and he's really stepped up to the plate for the kids. So I, I'm definitely not going to try to split that. But I am excited to reminisce with her. That kid wouldn't happen to love splatty platties and riding very fast on two wheel devices, would he? He just enjoys baseball. Oh, oh, what? What about track and then skipping practice? Cross country. I would just keep an eye on that kid at the wedding. It could be like a a, a meet the the Fockers situation. You think he'll be there? Surely not. If she's the photographer, right? They they wouldn't drag their kids there. Eight or nine year old could be one of those situations where like old enough to kind of behave themselves, but also like I don't have a babysitter, so do you mind if he just kind of tags along and minds his P's and Q's? Maybe he's, I've seen he's it before. Helper, you know? Yeah, could be the helper. Could be. It'll be interesting well, either way. Well, you're the officiant, so you're you're higher up in the pecking order than the photographer. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I also, I gotta clear one thing up too. You said two or three weeks. Is this a Derby Day wedding? Uh-oh. Uh, no, it is the Saturday before Derby. The last oh, Saturday okay. of April. I was about to say. Yeah. People. I know you Hoosiers think differently, but like... I would have had to turn it down if it was on Derby Day. I saw that Blankenspanker was complaining because his kids' plays were Oaks Night, Derby Day at 2, and then... <laughs> I don't know the other day, but he, he supposedly was just livid by it. And we make fun of that guy a lot, and we disagree on a lot of stuff between red and blue, but that is his most serious gripe probably in the history of takes. That is that is wild. That is wild that any children's play production would be like, all right, our big weekend production, Oaks Evening, Derby Day at 2. 2, 2. That means it's probably not in until 4. I just can't even imagine – having a children's play not on a weeknight like what's who on a friday night and a saturday afternoon who the hell is going to that i I think he lives in santa claus indiana so it could be like well we're not technically in louisville so we don't have to it's not derby here i could be be wrong about that but that's a legitimate gripe fridays and saturdays too like you have to go if you're a parent though man if you've got like a little fourth grader what are you gonna say like Sorry, Daddy's got to go bet the ponies and have thirteen mint juleps. I'll see you when you get home. Do a great job as Peter Pan, though. Wait, you said he lives in Santa Claus? Pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I, I could yeah. again. I could be wrong. I just had seen the the, the interaction. And drives the, he, he he did for a long time. And drives yeah, to yeah, Louisville be, every day. Yeah, I can't imagine. Ooh. I don't scoots. I don't. I don't. I don't know where the. I don't know where the guy lives. But I just. I heard that and I was like, I cannot. Can't imagine if you're in Louisville Derby Day. If you're gonna do anything, if you got any set plans, it needs to probably be over by like noon, one at the latest, and a wedding Derby weekend. Good luck. So, Scoots, that's good that you don't have to mess with that. I wouldn't be messing with that. I'm going to bet the ponies and drink mint juleps, baby. Do you have any Derby plans? Uh, I haven't 
talked to Dugan much about it, but I'm hoping I'm out there again. I mean, that's what I've done the past five, six years, other than the COVID year, so I assume that's the plan again. And you don't have to, like, talk on air either, do you? No. I just literally set up the equipment, make sure it stays connected, and drink and bet ponies. I was I was in rough shape when I ran into you last yeah, year. Yeah, you were. Was, yeah, <laughs> you was were. a lifesaver. Because <laughs> I I I I'd been doing the nice thing and been making beer runs, and but the problem was every time I would make a beer run, I would also pound a mint julep or two, and that just catches up with you, you know, catches up with you. Yeah, I've seen are you in better be, shape. Are we going to be doing radio shows live from the backside that week? That's the plan. At least when, does, Monday, when does the plan become a reality? <laughs> well, we're still uh, like we we have credentials applied for, so I think we're waiting to get confirmation back from old uh, Darren Rogers and the Church of Downs Media Relations Department. Can you make a, a note and say when we go and park there for the seven a.m. radio show? Maybe the parking attendants can be uh, well, one parking attendant could be a little friendlier. Well, it would just be cool if they would let us park back there instead of in the the uh, parking lot. You know, they I did every day it. until Thurby, I believe, and then they just turned into very strict on where people could go or couldn't go. Well, if, so you you were I I remember pre COVID it was pretty easy, like you could. Oh yeah, just, but now they've they've gotten very strict uh, because. Um, believe it or not, somebody takes advantage of, you know, give them an inch, take a mile. I was a big fan of like, all right, let's bring seven people with me. Is that, you know, that's a, that's what us South Enders like to do. We like to get on the backside during Derby week and look at the horses because it's cooler than the front side. I don't, I don't know where we, uh, why that became so much more prestigious than going to the front side. I guess it's because you're actually around all the workers and you see all the horse, but like that, um, it's it's not just a Krispy Kreme donuts on the backside. So I've I always get like a a relative like, hey, you still on the backside Derby week? And I'm like, ah, I don't I don't know if don't know if I can get you back there this year. Ralph's got to lay down the law, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, well, unfortunately. that's in three weeks. It'll be Derby week, so we got that's yeah. uh, here before you know it, which is kind of exciting. Got to get through this week, another week, another week, then Derby week. Do we have Do we have any sports? This, is there are there any are there any sports this week or is it just baseball? No. Oh god. Just baseball and staying go decisions in the transfer portal is the is the sports that that we have. You got NBA playoffs there. tonight. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Play a game. Tournament starting tonight, which will be fun. This is when the casual NBA fans emerge for their hibernation of the NBA season. And we can just act like we've been following along and as, as informed as anybody else that's been watching the NBA. Because you can't, you got to come with your takes hot. And that's what I'll be doing for the NBA playoffs. I'll be acting like I've been an NBA nut all year. Me too. Go Timberwolves, baby. Uh, you got people fighting in your yeah, own. Yeah, come on, Scoots. And don't wait, don't you need the Lakers to make the playoffs or no? No, I need the Lakers to not make the playoffs. So I'm a big okay. Timberwolves. I'm at least a $20 Timberwolves fan tonight. I was I, I had you all on the other sides of those bets the whole time. So uh, was wrong about how that one was going to play out. The Lakers are going to beat the Timberwolves. Correct. Uh, Rudy Gobert not <laughs> traveling with the team. Uh, but you're not allowed to just fight people in in, in huddles. I know, right? Crazy. Um, also, why did they think? I get needing to make a move, 
But adding a center to Carl Anthony Towns, like you, you, I know he's not your traditional five, but maybe maybe get somebody else with all those picks and everything. No, I think their thought process was Carl Anthony Towns is maybe the worst defender, big defender in the NBA. Let's go get one of the best big defenders in the NBA. Pair them up together. One of the best, one of the worst. And it, it, it worked out like gasoline on water. Yep. Yep, they uh, gave a block. They are making the playoffs, though. You know, that's not like a normal thing for the Timberwolves, although I think they did last year, too. They, they, they won the play-in last year. Um, so they're right exactly back where they were a year ago. Man, the Lakers, eight-point favorites tonight, which seems pretty high for a meaningful NBA game. That being said, I, I'm not sure. I would I would touch. Actually, you know what? Eight maybe be too high. Maybe I would touch the Timberwolves. Too many points. I, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, the UK U of L baseball game tonight at Jim Patterson Stadium in Louisville has been postponed. They are going to look for a different date to play that game. The game in Lexington in two weeks. That one is going to take place. Uh, they don't. They that one is set in stone. So if you want to see the Caps and Cards play baseball, you're going to have to just wait a little bit longer. But they are going to try to make up that other game. Between us, I'm I'm not sure if they're going to be able to. Yeah, if you, I don't if, think they will either. It's just it's going to be tough to find. Like maybe towards the end of the season, you could do it, and at that point, I'm not so sure either team would be all that interested a week before postseason play or ten days before postseason play, just having to throw in another meaningful, important game, especially with the way UK schedule is towards the end of the year. So it may or may not happen. It's not really important. I. I, I I would have. I don't want to get into like a hot take about whether or not they should play the game, but you can totally understand why they've decided to stop, not do it. Totally get that decision, um, respectful decision certainly. And so, if you were planning on heading out there this evening, it will it will not take place. So we'll have to wait a little bit longer to talk back cats. And obviously, the more, most important thing in our city yesterday is the, is the tragedy. Five. Victims lost their life, and you may say, I thought it was only four, and, mm-hmm. and the shooter, unfortunately, uh, somebody in the hospital passed away last evening. So five people murdered yesterday. The The killer was also, the shooter, the alleged shooter, also taken down, and so that's six total, and it's just a terrible tragedy in our own city, and it's people... If you don't know them directly or you don't know somebody directly, you probably do know somebody that knows somebody that does know somebody. Or you know somebody that was down in the area. You know somebody that works across the building, uh, across the street. It really hits close to home when it's in your home. And it's horrible. Nothing we're going to say here to to solve all of America's problems or to make people feel warm and fuzzy inside. But just like anybody else in this city, in this area, and probably even in this state, our, our heart goes out to all the victims just just terrible i mean it's absolutely heartbreaking it it is i can't imagine being there i can't imagine the first responders and and them running into that building and the chaotic scenes and just heartbreaks and we're thinking and we're thinking of everybody out there if there's anything that little kentucky roll call can do obviously we'd be happy to help Uh, but besides that we're going to try to put on an entertaining show try to make people laugh here and there and that's all we feel like we can we can really do. But we're thinking of everybody. One thing yeah. I was it was really hard for me last night when I was at the wedding couple's house because they both knew the shooter and they knew him pretty well. Went to school with him. They were only separated by a year or two, so they were pretty shaken up by the whole thing. It's just 
all this stuff happens around the country and it's from a distance but it's never been so close as it was yesterday so that part of it was really really scary for me just it's a crazy world you know you ne- you never know what can happen when it can happen wrong place wrong time could have you in a really bad situation so just yeah obviously a sad day and it was it was tough to talk to them about it with them knowing him and that's a, I, I might I, you don't always you don't bring it up all the time but scoots I always do like sometimes in these situations and these mass murders and shootings and tragedies, I do think of the person responsible and if not directly the person that I think of their families, because it's not like they're not also, it's not like there's not a web of people on the other side that also will have to go through tragedy, heartbreak, counseling at, at no fault to their own. Uh, Now that could get into some weeds about parents and what parents know or don't know. Uh, but this was a 23-year-old employed college graduate. And if, if, if people always want to kind of have hot takes, and sometimes I just cringe reading social media, seeing how people respond to tragedy. And I think a lot of people are grieving and they're hurting. They don't really know how to respond. One thing that always works, always works, and I sadly to be more pessimistic here, like this stuff is going to keep happening. It will just keep happening. It will just keep happening. We have a incredible, in my opinion, mental health issue in our country. People are depressed. People are suicidal. People don't even realize that these things are going on. And also with a generation that had part of their youth taken away, part of their high school taken away, part of their college taken away, during the pandemic where they were forced just to stay inside, be locked down, not do this, not do that. You're going to get, you're going to get more of this people. And when you get the media telling you, Hey, these people are bad. These people are good. If only these people did these things and those people did those things, there's no more conversation in our country. There's just strictly they're bad. They're good. And it's messing with people's brains. And the one thing that you can do, just be nice, be nice to any and everybody. That doesn't mean that if you're not nice, you deserve something bad to happen to you. Because a lot of people are really nice and bad things still happen to you. But everybody just needs to do their part. If you think somebody's struggling, you think somebody's hurting, and that's not to say that solves any of these issues or solves all of these issues. Who knows what it does? But I think a lot of people are in a really bad spot in our country. They don't know it. We don't know it. Nobody knows it. And instead, we're going to keep getting these tragedies because people just don't know how to get help, how to talk. And I think we've got a a serious, serious, serious depression issue in our country. And that's not to say that other remedies can't help. I think they can. And I would be, I'm all for, I'm a solutions guy. Try, let's try some stuff. Let's see if they work. But I think the one easy thing everybody can do and especially our media, our media more than anybody else, because they are the ones that are on the platform speaking to the masses. Be nice. Be nice. Care about people. Care about your neighbors. Care about your friends. Care about your family. Reach out. Talk to those people. Ask them how they're doing. Not the end-all, be-all solution to any of this. I'm not so sure that there is. Going to keep happening. Be nice to people. Love on people. See if that can do anything at all just to help in the small slightest solution. That, that was the worst part I realized last night. It's like, oh, it's only a matter of time before it comes to my town was what I tweeted. And then I realized 
Didn't some dude at Kroger shoot up a bunch of people in J-Town like a few years ago? You get it? I think two. And there was a mass shooting in the late 80s. You know, there was oh, in, yeah. in Louisville. Was, that, was, that was worse than this one. It was the um, workplace, yeah, too. Right, right. I remember Bull kind of revisiting it um, recently. But, yeah, it this stuff, it, it's awful. Um, and I just, I hate it. And I can't. I, I, you know, you, you were talking about the, the people we don't always think about, like here in the dad was a basketball co- coach at Floyd central too, for a long time. Like they're well-known people in the community. They're mourning the loss of their son. Like that's gotta be a complicated trauma. But the, the other people I think about too, are just my friends in the local media, because that's uh, a, that's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, that's, that's a, it's just a, uh, you kind of, adri- I'm sure adrenaline kicks in, but then like, Later on, that's hard to deal with. Same thing for the governor who knew he was friends with people in there. Like, he's got to be governor while also mourning the loss of his friends. Like, that, it just, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. I hate it. I can't stand it. And I just, I, I, this is just all too regular. All too regular. It is. And again, I hate absolutely saying it. It's not, it's not going to stop. And, I, 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 people have to grieve and they got to deal with this stuff their own way. I just, I, I, I don't think people realize how much they're not being, they're, they're part of the problem more than the solution when they rush to social media to blame somebody that it wasn't within 300 miles of where the accident or the incident happened. All, like all the finger pointing just makes all this much more toxic and worse. And I get that people just feel like I have no more patience with the issue. It's there's there's not a snap of your finger fixed to any of this. And that's not a cop out to say that we can't try or do different things. I'm all for it. I'm all for trying and, and doing some all of the things. Uh, but I, I, I think but I think the idea that there's just like a fix is unfortunately not true. And yeah, what's gonna yeah, happen is when people think that like one person's responsible or a few people are responsible, when this keeps happening. Other people are going to, again, whether the, I think I think a lot of people are brainwashed into thinking that like, oh, if we just did something with guns, it would fix all this. It, I, again, I, I'm not trying to get political or pick a side on this. I'm fine with trying and hearing things out on this stuff. But it, it, even if you do do that stuff, these are mentally sick criminals that are already breaking laws. They're already doing things they're not supposed to be doing more restrictions will not stop that in its entirety. Now, again, it's worth trying though. And I think that's that's, that's where we're at is it's like, I think you can do some things and you can make a case where if it helps a little, can't that help? And you can make a case with stricter background checks. Is that helping at all? Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it is slowing some things down to some extent, in which case you should try some other ideas or at least look into some other ideas. I'm all for that. But this idea that, the people that instantly want to blame somebody or say, oh, if only you had done this, we would stop that. You all don't realize how much you are actually a pro- part of the problem. You're widening the divide. You're not trying to heal. You're trying to widen. I don't think they're doing it intentionally either, but you all are part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. If you want to be part of the solution, you hear people out. You hear different ideas. You hear ideas that maybe you don't even like at all. Maybe, maybe it makes you uncomfortable to even hear it. But you don't vilify people anymore. We have got to stop doing that. We've got to, somebody that disagrees with you is not not your enemy or your problem. 
if you hear them out. And that's a whole other thing, Roush, is we've got to start having more respectable conversations. And our political leaders, that's where really they can take a jump. Uh, you've got somebody that wants to implement tougher gun laws. Okay, talk with them with a conservative that is worried about that and actually have a meaningful conversation and put it on network news where you can, too much, we just yell and we scream and then we don't let the other side talk and we just say what we got to say. We rile up our, our base and we get them all excited. And then we just silence the person that has an opposing viewpoint. More conversation, more empathy, or more talking to people. This stuff is not hard, but you need the adults in the room and the media in the room to lead the charge before the rest of the masses can fall in line to that stuff. And they're never going to do it. And we're going to keep having this stuff happen. We're just uh, going to keep having this stuff happen. I uh, Last week, it was the uh, 90th anniversary of the creation of the Civilian Conservation Corps. Um, and for those who are unfamiliar with the CCC, you probably haven't hiked in Appalachia, but uh, it was one of the many New Deal programs that FDR created, uh, or at least his coalition, uh, his government helped create, where uh, I think something like 3 million uh, out-of-work men uh, made 30 bucks a month digging trenches, replanting trees, uh, creating hiking trails. Uh, they did a ton of work nationwide made 30 bucks a month had to send 22 of it back to their families um it was a huge huge program with camps all across um you know mainly the southeast and uh and it, it helped it helped dig the country out of the depression and i was just thinking like i can't imagine uh what it would take for our government to almost unanimously agree on something and to, to take action at this point. And I think that's what's most frustrating is like, I, I'm with you, TJ. We need to talk more civilly to one another, but we also need to just try things, do things because it's been, uh, what, 25 years since Columbine. And like, it's only getting worse with, and it mean, will only, it will only, I, I just, I hate yeah. saying it, but it will like only continue to get worse. And, we have people are sick. They're, they're sick and they don't, they're not getting the help they need. <laughs> And nobody else is really like you say all the right. We all say all the right things and we all say that we want this to stop. But then we just treat people like crap and we continue to keep treat people like crap. And Roush, I'm again, can't say it enough. I'm not I'm, I'm, the last thing I wanted to do was come in here and argue. And we are not arguing. I love this. I like the conversation we're having. But before we can do that stuff, Roush, people that are going to be against some of those things need to hear it out. It needs to be talked to them respectfully, politely. Because that's the only way, like, you, you have to have yeah. conversations before we can do that stuff. Uh, otherwise, people just feel like they're being put into a corner, they're being silenced, it's censorship, it's government takeover. So to get everybody on the same page, or at least to try to get people to understand, civil conversation has to happen, and then we then we change, we make policy, we, do, we find things that we feel like we can work. There is data-based science to some of this stuff. You know, you know what would be cool, TJ, is like, if you have like, typically there's like one side argument, right? Like uh, the left will say it's all guns. The right will say it's all mental health. Like what if we, here's a wild idea. What if we tried both things and see yeah. if they work? What about that? <laughs> exactly. That, we're, we're right there together. I just think, think realistically, instead of just saying those words, we need that. Like the realistic plan though, is until people just want to sit down and talk to an opposing viewpoint and hear them out just so they can be heard out. 
nothing really realistically is going to happen except with knives pointed at each other saying, we'll do this or else you're a killer. And that's not going to get things done in a meaningful way, in my opinion. So let's start by being nice to each other, talking to each other, hearing people out and not automatically pointing fingers when something we don't like happens. Um, because every, nobody likes this. Who, who does? Especially when it's in our community in our town. Um, we can keep this conversation going. We're long overdue for a break. I know we wanted to address it, though. We're thinking of everybody, and you can always bend our ear if you ever need anybody to talk to. Uh, this stuff is hard on people. It's hard on a city. It's hard on a community. So we're thinking of the five victims and everybody else uh, involved and, and people that knew people, people that were down there, and, of course, the first responders and the poor new police officer who had just graduated the academy on March 31st and now fighting for his life. Uh, stable condition but critical. So oh. think about all those people. Tragedy in the city of Louisville yesterday. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I can't believe we drove around all day and there's not a single job in this town. There's nothing, nada, zip. Yeah. Unless you want to work 40 hours a week. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen looking to get a jump start to your day. Pop by at Thornton's. There are 12,000 locations throughout the Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, southern Indiana area. Pop in, get yourself an 89 cents, 32 ounce drink, maybe some coffee, maybe a Ooh. nice breakfast sandwich. You, you're a little hungry. Dinner was early last night. Go to Thornton's. They'll get you taken care of. They'll get you to lunch for sure. Or maybe lunchtime rolls around and you're listening to the KRC replay, which goes 9 to 11. It ends and you're saying, ah, it's around lunchtime. I'm hungry enough. Great lunch options at at Thornton's as well. And they've even got some wings and all sorts of different delicious options that we've tried and we like and we enjoy. And you'll enjoy it as well. Download the app. You'll save money each and every time you're at the pump, but the real value is all the goodies, mm-hmm. the buy ones, the get ones, the special offers they have inside the Thorntons. We love Thorntons. You do too. We love Damn. the Thorntons text line. Text on in today, 502-414-1450. I'm excited to get to Thorntons on my way to Lexington today because uh, today is the uh, Charmin Strong Golf Scramble. I believe this will be the third year of it, and uh, it'll be f- – It'll be fun because, like, you know, initially when they did it, like, there was a, I, you know, the wounds were still pretty fresh, right? Like, it was still kind of, uh, you know, you were, you were still kind of facing the reality of, like, oh, gosh, this is this is life without Charmin. Uh, now, I think it's turning into kind of a uh, former players reunion, for lack of a better term. So, like, a lot of those guys are coming back to play in it, uh, to see his family, to see the U.K. football family. So, I'm excited to catch up with some of those guys and uh, uh, some of the big uglies from the big blue wall. So, uh, very exciting. Very exciting. Are you playing in the scramble? I'm not. I'm not. I would. I would that's something I got to think ahead of time to, like, make sure I can try to get, get in on that next year because that'd be fun. 
Uh, yeah, I thought I, that would be that would be fun. I'm surprised they don't let some media get teams together and 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 stuff like that. Yeah, where it's like or, or like paramedia up with uh, hell, they probably wouldn't want that because they wouldn't want us uh, busting their chops too hard. But that 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 could be that could be a lot of fun. I know U of L, they're big on their they they love to wind and down their media on the golf course. So, uh, but this is different. This is uh, a fundraiser, and I'm not exactly I I, I forget where they they go. Um, where the money goes, I'm trying to look up real quickly. Um, uh, yeah, so they they kind of go they go to his family to help with their college uh, education because he's got four kids. People forget that. Um, People do forget that. Which one of them? Uh, his oldest is probably going to play college football. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up uh, going to Troy. Um, I, I don't know if he's got a, an actual offer or just a PWO there, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he played for John Summerall down there. And uh, forget their off uh, Cole Popovich, I think, is the other guy, the other UK guy they brought down there. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. What's a PWO? Yeah. Preferred walk on. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which um, – we, we get a lot of the – there's probably, I'd say, 25, 30, maybe even more that UK gets a year. And it's typically of those 25 to 30, a handful will end up getting scholarships um, during their time if they, they gut it out. A lot of them eventually are just like, all right, screw this. I just want to – I just want to go to – just want to be a regular college student and not deal with all this, this football stuff. So, um, but yeah. Uh, so, something to kind of keep an eye on moving forward. We did have a decent amount of uh, football recruiting uh, news yesterday, TJ. Have you have you heard of this guy, Adam Nesta? Uh, no. So he is, or excuse me, James Nesta. Oh, he well, wants I've to play. Yeah, you knew James, not Adam mm-hmm. Nesta. Yes. Yeah. He wants to play baseball and football at the college level. Six foot five, two hundred five pounds. He's a pitcher. And a, um, I mean, they, they project him as a top 10 MLB, 10, top 10 rounds, excuse me, MLB draft pick. So, like, he's a, he's a pretty pretty darn good baseball th- player. Throws a 92-mile-an-hour fastball, um, even though he's he just finished his junior year. Uh, but he's also a four-star linebacker uh, from, from uh, North Carolina. Brad White wants to get him to Kentucky to play a linebacker. They, when he went on his visit, he did the old baseball, football double dip. And basically every school that's recruiting him is saying, yeah, you can play both. Although, yeah, it does. I mean, I, 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 do, do we think somebody can theoretically make, like if they're good enough, do we think they can theoretically do the double dip as a linebacker and as a pitcher? Maybe not a starter, maybe a relief guy, or uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how that would work out as far. But let's say they're just pitching on the weekends in the spring, they're lifting weights. Can can they make it work? I hope. Good time to be joining both programs. Kyler Murray yeah. made it yeah. work. I, who? Kyler Murray. Did he play that much baseball though? Didn't he? He played baseball and football in college. Remember, because he had the whole debate about which one he wanted to go professional in. 
I remember the debate about which one he wanted to go professional in. I just I don't remember him as much on the diamond. Surely that wouldn't be a debate for him in his mind if he didn't play baseball in college, you know? I mean, he only played 27 games. Like, as a Yeah, that's what I thought games. it was. I thought he played a little college baseball, but I don't think it was a ton. He played he 51 in, in 18, so um, I don't But baseball players still – baseball will, will draft a lot of folks. But I think Kyler actually just had, like, options to be a really good baseball player, even though he had taken off a little bit or not played as much. Jameis is probably the biggest one that I can recall. But he – I think maybe a pitcher could do it, a pitcher and a quarterback. The thing I worry about is, like, this kid's 6'5", 205. They're going to want him to be, you know, 235. Can you you have an offseason – can you build mass while still pitching – Baseball, you know what I mean? Like that, that I think would be the the tough part of it all. Uh, yeah, Murray batted four, 398 in 2018. Or no, no, sorry, no, that was his on base percentage. He only batted 300. When you but, say so, Jameis, you mean Winston? Yeah, Jameis. Yeah. You ever seen Jameis's Florida State baseball clips? I had no idea that he played baseball. He's got a freaking rocket. I mean, like that I guy, it. he can just he can throw like Jameis is a cartoon character, but he's a cartoon character that can throw a ball as well as any person can throw a ball. I mean, he may not see people trying to pick it off, but by God, he can sling that football. Yeah, maybe he should just play baseball. Wouldn't have to worry about people intercepting yeah. his fastly thrown, <laughs> inaccurate ball. Brian Brown was drafted out of, was it high school or college? He was drafted for baseball, though. Yeah, uh, Jeff played for, he played minor leagues like a summer or two. Oh really? Um, I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, he, he yeah he has like a Cleveland Indians baseball cards, and the hat that I it was like the most worn baseball cap I had as a kid was one of his Cleveland Indians caps. Where it, it was it was it was very old school because like he had his name written under the bill, so naturally I had to write my name under it too. That thing that that hat got some some wear and tear. Um. <laughs> I would imagine so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's cool. I, I was see it, it'd be tough if you have to make a choice between those two sports. I was just so good at every sport, I decided, you know what, I'll just do radio. radio. Uh, Jameis, he yeah, he was just a relief pitcher. Um, seven saves in twenty fourteen. Um, that that's where I think it can work, right? Because uh, he you know twenty four appearances one year, seventeen another year. So yeah, like you could you could make that work. Um, he, he only gave up four, 1.08 ERA in 2014. Not too pretty, shabby. The one, thing, the one thing with the two guys we've discussed is they were both pitchers. They were quarterbacks. Or they were quarterbacks, yeah. So what? how does that translate for a linebacker? That, that, that's the part. that I really think the, the weight training and, like, keeping up and maintaining weight is the only – is the only difficult challenge of it. And the other part, too, like, if he's a pitcher and a linebacker, how many how many linebackers have sh- shoulder injuries, right? <laughs> you know, like that's kind of a yeah, kind of the cost of doing business when you're playing a linebacker in the SEC. So, Scoots, not a bad sports day for you yesterday, buddy. Oh yeah, what what did I miss? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's big, a good big commitment for the Hoosiers. Oh yeah, Kalel Ware. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going there or the whole Grace Burger being drafted thing. I did hear you say that he he's the best player in the transfer portal. He the rankings I saw he was number one. Now that might have switched since then. That was last week. Uh, the one rankings I saw had him eighteenth. 
Oh, either way. Ooh. I'll take him. It's a big hit. You should take him. Yeah. You should be excited about it, regardless of where he's ranked. That's that's big time. And I think you kept him out of the SEC, too, so I'm not too mad about it, Scoots. Way to go, buddy. Well, so yeah, we, we have a lot to replace with Trace Jackson Davis alone. So getting a 6'9 guy from Ball State and a 7-footer from Oregon, that certainly should help. Should be a nice athletic front court for you. Yeah. Uh, you'll need where to, to – Show a little bit more production than he showed at any time in Oregon, but this well, is supposed to be the big jump year. So there was sounds like apparently there was some issues out in Oregon. He had been recruited by I want to say it was Dana Altman, or is that no? That's their head coach, right? Yeah. So was he recruited recruited by the equipment manager that's at U of L now? He was recruited by an assistant who is no longer at the school. Left after I want to say his freshman year. So he, I guess had some butted some heads with Altman because he had some really nice games he had a stretch where he had three good games in a row and then just didn't play for the next three played like a combined six minutes in the next three so I think there was some some butting of heads there out in Oregon so good for him to get out of that enjoyed up in Bloomington come on come on a lot of UK fans were interested in this guy I, I never I would have been okay with it, but uh, I would have had questions. I would have worried mm-hmm. if he's ready to be the, the main show on the front court, and very well could be. He could be a great player. His potential seems very high. Now we'll get to check from arm's length away in Bloomington and see his progression, whether or not Kentucky should have gone in and some of those UK fans were right, or if uh, if maybe the fact they didn't dive in headfirst ended up being the right choice. Because we talked a lot about yesterday, UK's front court, situation becoming more clear not saying too much because it was as blurry as if you had beer goggles on uh heading into last weekend but it does seem like it, there's a little bit more clarity it seems the the direction the trend is oscar Shebway potentially returning for a fourth season in lexington a third season playing for uk and then potentially you got a kingsley on enzo returning as well you know, you got Bradshaw coming in. You know, Lance Ware is going to be returning for Kentucky. Still not 100% sure what Damian Collins is doing. But if you get those other pieces, you're probably okay. You're probably all right, regardless of what Damian decides to do or not do. We did hear UK's name mentioned with a new target yesterday, Roush. Did you see that? Yes, yes. Uh, the kid from Stanford and now Ingram. Harrison Ingram, is that correct? Yes, great job. I, I, yeah. I, I knew I, I knew you knew it. Harrison yeah. Ingram, he is as much and as a – if you could build a Chris Livingston replacement, insert yeah, Harrison Ingram. And so the fact that UK is even reaching out to this guy and supposedly his commitment linked, leaked to UNC – and some people thought that the idea that you had Tipton tweet out that Kansas and UK were calling was to throw a little water on the leak commitment news. No, 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 he hasn't committed. See, if he committed, he would have committed. He has not committed. And instead, he's talking to UK and Kansas. So some people think that, like, it's too little, too late. He's already made up his mind. He's going to go be a North Carolina Tar, tar Heel. I, I, I don't know. It, it seems like UK was a little bit late. That doesn't always matter. Sometimes UK or a school can come in late and say, like, hey, oh, that was their nil package or that was their presentation to you. 
and they can blow a kid out of the water with with what with what they present. Maybe that's what happens here with UK. But this is a Chris Livingston replacement. He is a powerful three four wing player. Uh, he is not a great shooter, but he can get to the line where he's also not a great free throw shooter. But he's strong. He's physical. He's athletic. He can guard multiple positions. He can score inside. He's tough. And he also, similar to Cleo Ware, this is supposed to be the big breakout year coming up because he played really, really well to end last season, and he seems poised to really take that next he, step. So He was a Pac-12 freshman of the year, former McDonald's All-American. Uh, last time Kentucky took a Stanford transfer, that was a former McDonald's All-American. It worked out pretty well with uh, Reed Travis. If you just go off the pure stats alone, it's, it's very much a just like, huh, that's fun. Like it's ten it's points. A, yeah, it's. I think it'd be a nice piece. I, I, yeah. I definitely. I would like it. I would love it if they brought him in. Not with the expectation that this is like your leading score. Your this would be a great complimentary piece to just have. Kind of be one of those players that that stuffs the stat sheet, but probably doesn't lead the team in scoring. And you don't really notice him, but he's always doing the little things, the right things. That's the type of player just watching Stanford, I think, two or three times this year, and then obviously once his name got popped up with UK, watch the old YouTube highlight clips, which you don't make a ton of mistakes in the highlight clips. But right, right. Uh, I, I would like him, and I think the fact that Kansas, North Carolina, the bluest of the blue bloods want this guy should tell you a little something about him. Don't think it ends up happening. Hope to be wrong, though. That would be the perfect, perfect piece to replace Chris Livingston with. Uh, again, if you got some concerns about shooting, totally fair with this guy. Yep. He's not a great shooter, but he does a lot of really other from nice three. Things. So, like, not if he can get that up to thirty-five percent, that'd be fine for you know your fourth or fifth option on the floor. I, 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 I get more nervous about his free throw shooting numbers. I think it was like sixty percent. Yeah, that's not great. Um, no, I, I'm more of a because it's it's hard to tell, but um, advanced defensive numbers say that he is a pretty good defender. Because I'm I'm more worried about defense, defense, defense. Because that's that's what's been <laughs> that, that that's what's not been great as of late. So I uh, I'm 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 excited or not excited, but if if he can play defense, then I can okay you can, I can get behind this one. And it sounds like he's uh, formidable. If if not, uh, maybe a little above average in that category. But I'm I'm not going to get too, uh, uh, you know, like because because yeah, it's probably not worth like diving all in or envisioning exactly how it's all going to play out because he's right, probably not going right. to go to UK. Right, right. Yeah. It's it's an option out there. We haven't heard too many options, but it's like, huh, okay, that that that. All right, here we go. Uh, there was some other movement in the transfer portal uh, for some UK opponents. Maybe we can get to that on the other side of the top of the hour. I, I, I'd be for that. And I agree with you that like, it's probably not worth diving on all in on Harrison and Ingram's game. We did a mile have view of it because we don't think he's going to end up at UK, but I do think the bigger piece of news there is that like they are officially looking for Chris Livingston replacements. Nobody thought Chris Livingston was coming back. It doesn't seem like he's coming back. We've heard no, no positive updates in that direction with him coming back. But we also didn't hear about UK reaching out to other folks. Now they're starting to do that. They're looking for the replacements. And Roush is right. Rivals uh, across the board have been adding pieces, losing pieces, trying to bring in pieces. The landscape of college basketball, slowly but surely, 
starting to be revealed for the upcoming season. Still very slowly, but surely. Hour two coming up next. We've got a whole text line to get to as well. A lot of good text that I look forward to reading. we got more recruiting talk. And Scoots, I'm sure, has something for us. Don't go anywhere. Hour two, KRC, coming up next. And me and you could just slide for a few, and she could come to this Got to do, got to do with it. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. As I mentioned earlier, the replay of the show goes 9 to 11. So 7 to 9 when we are on the air is a little too early for you or you can't listen to the first half hour, first hour, then just stay tuned in when we sign off here in a little under an hour, and you'll just hear the show loop, loop on back. And you can listen anytime, anywhere when you get the Kentucky Roll Call podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And you can get the Big Exports Radio golf card by going to bigexportsradio.com and play some of the nicest courses in the area. We're really excited about this year's golf card. It's going to equal out to under $25 around, cart included, 18 holes at, like I said, the nicest courses in the area. Park Mammoth is new this year. And if you haven't checked that place out, do it a quick Google. It's one of the nicest courses in Kentucky and a chance to play that course for under $25 around. That alone makes this golf card just totally worth it. Also, Old Capital, Scoots' favorite course, Elk Run, which we just speak incredibly highly of. Nothing but great things out at Elk Run. Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play those great courses. Like I said, $25, under $25 around. BigExportsRadio.com. You can also read the Mike Rutherford Show bio there, or you can call 812-725-1457. That's 812 812- 725-1457. Great gift-giving opportunity with the Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. I say this every year, and I lay it on pretty thick, and none of my family ever gets me the Big X Sports Radio Golf Card, Rush. I guess I got to just come out and ask for it. Yeah, yeah. You got to be a little bit more deliberate with your request, no, I guess. just kidding. Dugan, Dugan always gives me a couple for free. I'm sure he does the same with you two. Uh, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was like, you've got to be joking. (laughs) You guys reacted. Uh, I think Rouse's was exaggerated, but Scoots, that was the reaction (laughs) I was looking for, buddy. I mean, I usually... I I do think I have have gotten one before from Dugan. Great deal, great courses, great value. You can help out the show and the station. 812-725-1457 or go to bigxsportsradio.com. Dot com. All right, Roush, what's going on with our rivals in the in the transfer portal? Well, uh, a big guy that I was intrigued by, it feels like we've done this before, and it's only because Billy Donovan went from Marshall to Florida, so it just feels natural. But the Marshall big man, the seven-footer, Holgan Tangy, I think is his last name, Mitchell Holgan Tangy, he is 
announced that he will be transferring to Florida. Seven foot one, averaged uh, just under ten boards last year and over three blocks per game. Um, I'm assuming Castleton's done. I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen one way or the other. Like if that's if that's a fact or not. Um, but that he, he he this guy just looks like Florida big man that's going to block shots. Um, There's going to be so many casual UK basketball fans that are going to be like. Huh, that Castleton fellow looks a little different this year. Can't quite put my <laughs> finger on it. So, no, he get a hair, did he get a haircut? I mean, it like seriously though. I mean, it's it's <laughs> well, it really is the same player. Yeah, if, Michael if, Han, Hanlogton is his actual name. There if you're go. an opposing team, you know they'll 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 keep they'll keep the books on these teams for years, years, and years. I I, I wouldn't doubt if John Calipari wanted to go back and find some stuff on Rick Barnes, Texas's team, that they wouldn't have the, the folder still available somewhere in the U.K. basketball office. I imagine that just the opposing teams are going to be like, you know what, same stuff, same, same same big guy in the middle there. Different name, different number, different look about him, but same stuff. He, it'll probably be a little dip from Castleton, but uh, they weren't. Team success wasn't all that amazing with him. I don't think it was his fault. I, I think Castleton was a good player. There was a there was a time where after Oscar Sheboy won National Player of the Year, and my brain went to, well, National Players of the Year don't stick around. He'll leave. And just also being conditioned to over 10 years of John Calipari just having player has good season, player gone. Player has good season, player gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, with few exceptions, obviously not to be too hyperbolic. I thought Castleton could be a replacement for, for Shibway. Uh, of course, that didn't happen, and both of them ended up going back to their respective schools. And then, unfortunately for Castleton, he got hurt, and it didn't uh, wasn't able to, to complete his season. But this is a replacement for him. And Roush, it's a guy that you said, I wouldn't hate getting into UK and maybe some backup capacity. Well, instead, you'll see him in a likely starting yeah. capacity in, in meaningful SEC games, likely two of them, if not more. Yeah, yeah, and um, another. I don't know how much of a like. Okay, this guy is going to be a problem. Um, we we got to stop him. More so of like, you know, Oscar Shibway. He it wasn't as much of a go to this year. Like he did learn how to. I think he learned how to adapt kind of in the second half of SEC play. But that length, that length can be bothersome on the defensive end, and that guy certainly has it. The one player who. Could be yeah, potential for, you know, big scoring night at Rupp Arena. It gets hot. Is Chris Beard just got his best player? Uh, Brandon Murray was the leading scorer for Georgetown a year ago. Thirteen point seven points, three and a half. You know, almost four boards, three assists. Uh, he started his career for Will Wade, but left when the Bagman left. Now he's coming back to the SEC to play for Chris Beard, a quality player. That I mean that. that Ole Miss was just devoid of talent. They needed talent in a bad way. And that, that that's the, the first step for Chris Beard getting things back on track is getting Brandon Murray uh, in Oxford. Chris Beard's going to put a winner in Oxford. The SEC is is tougher with that addition. And he's going to continue to get good players. And, folks, it'll be Chris Beard-like teams. That game will be incredibly physical it will probably be low scoring. It was kind of funny. And Chris Beard's team at Texas this past season, one, how would they have done if he's still the coach? 
maybe better, potentially worse. I guess you never really truly know. They wouldn't have blown that. Uh, they played so bad in that Elite Eight game. They just uh, they blew it to but Miami. They, 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 really did, Miami. they really did switch to like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna be more offensive oriented once once Beard once Beard was out and they started playing faster. They had games with you know, hundred point scoring. But you're gonna it's gonna be typical beard teams at Texas, and they're gonna be very, very physical. Those games are going to be battles. And the SEC tournament's just gonna continue to be a bigger to do. We've talked about this. I know a lot of UK fans have talked about this, but if you want to look at a, a big difference at the beginning of the Calipari era and the back of it, it's SEC has just gotten so much better as of late. And not that there weren't some other good programs or some other good teams from time to time in the beginning of the Calipari era. There were. But not not kind of seven deep, eight deep, uh, potentially having the most NCAA tournament teams for for multiple years and in the NCAA tournament. Uh, that's on the table in today's SEC. That just wasn't the case. And then you're going to bring Texas and Oklahoma in the fold. Obviously, Oklahoma uh, did did do some nice things with Buddy Heel, but for the most part, obviously with Blake Griffin too before then. But as a program as a whole, doesn't really move the needle as much as Texas, but. But Texas has as much money in basketball nil department as pretty much anywhere else. It's it's only going to get tougher in the SEC. So UK needs to just keep taking care of business, taking care of themselves, taking care of business every day. Scoots, uh, what did you make of the Shade and Sharp quote yesterday? I admittedly missed that. Oh, uh, can I make fun of Volvo real quick before we get into it? There was one more transfer. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, uh, you'll never believe this, TJ. Louisville missed out on uh, guard. Um, uh, remember when Davian McKnight, the 2020 Mr. Basketball, entered the portal? We all just kind of assumed he was going to Louisville? Well, the uh, U media was saying, like, inside info that they had heard that that kid was signed up to, to go to L even before he had left Western Kentucky. Every L media member thought it. Oh, not so fast. Going to play for Sean Miller at Xavier instead. 16 and a half points, five rebounds, four assists per game for the tops. And the big, I just, I just don't understand it. Um, the kind of what I, when I asked around about it, I was told that they were, they were trying to get the, uh, they wanted to get the Minifield guy who ended up at, I, I forgot where he ended, uh, Arkansas. They tried to get that guy instead. And they end up missing on McKnight, who goes to Arizona or to to not, Sean Miller's not at Arizona. Ends up going to Xavier, but it's like they, we're gonna they're gonna have another year where they don't have anybody that can dribble. Scott Clark's their only guard. LLS is gonna go somewhere else. It's a damn disaster over there. I just I I, I do. Not, oh man, yeah. that, that that should be your like baseline player that you should be getting there. And they're once again they're being too picky in the portal. And it's going to bite him in the ass next year. I can I can feel it in my bones. It's going to be another rough year for Kenny Payne. I I, I had a little optimism about it there for a minute, but like that this guy, you can't lose this guy to Xavier. I I know like we we kind of do we've done this as a Kentucky fan base from time to time where you maybe overplay your hand on some transfers. Like uh, I forget the guy from Auburn that like never played at all at Tennessee, Justin Powell. Like we we yeah. might have. Might, might have put a little bit too much stonks into that guy. But, like, Louisville, you're kind of desperate right now, and this guy could help you ASAP. You you need to get that guy. ASAP Rocky, even, some would say. 
Some would say. Some would say. I would. The Dave Allen McKnight thing was weird because, again, there were it, it was almost like tampering but not tampering. We all know tampering exists. Anybody that whines about tampering is just kind of a loser. It, it, Scott I mean, Satterfield. Loser. I, mean it, I mean it lovingly. But, like, if, if you're legitimate, if you're a fan or you're a coach and you're whining about tampering, stop. You know it goes on. You know you've done it at your place. But there was some, like, hinting of Louisville has tampered. And I'm not saying that as a neg. I'm not saying it as a negative. I'm just saying, like, it, it looked like during the season they had had McKnight lined up to go to L after the season. And then he hits the portal rush and the L media is like, that's our, that's going to be the next guy. How do we like the fit? Is it good? Is it not good? Is it better than L? Is it not better than L? And then I will to Mike Rutherford, Mike Rutherford show with Trevor Kelsey from 3 to 6 on Big X Sports Radio. It was only a few days after he hit the portal that Rutherford was, and he was the first that I heard from L people being like, eh, I, we all thought, but no, something happened. We all thought he was going to come to L, but not the case anymore. I'm not really sure what the dealio is. And then it kind of came out that maybe McKnight didn't want to play with L. Ellis, and there were rumors that L. Ellis was going to return, and then L fans started to talk themselves into that, saying, all right, we still need another guard, but if it's McKnight, both are so ball-dominant, L's going to have to play off two guard. Is that going to work? Is it not going to work? They started to talk themselves into it. Then, of course, L leaves, and that was a surprise to a lot of folks. And then they don't get McKnight, and they they go they go right back to where you're at, Roush, with what the hell's going on. Here we go again, take two of us mm-hmm. missing out on everybody worth a fart in the transfer portal, and us staring down the barrel to another miserable season. So far, that is unless something changes, they're they're going to get some people in the portal because you just have to get bodies at, at some point. But will they be? Decent or good players, right now, if I were a U of L fan, I'd have zero confidence in that answer being yes. Whew, it's uh, not looking great for old Kenny Payne. Not looking great. Um, he went to Africa to recruit that uh, Churchill Admus Ab- Ab- guy, who he was part of like the A- the Africa Basketball Academy where they got that Okorafor fellow this year. Yeah. Scoots, you got something? I just said a boss. A boss. Churchill a boss. Yeah, correct. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, where they, they got a player from the Africa Basketball Academy earlier. Kenny Payne went over to Africa, and then they have this Churchill dude. He's tweeting out Nike stuff. <laughs> so you all fans are like, well, hold on. <laughs> are we not going to get this guy either? Because what are we doing? I, 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 it's I, a fair question. What I, is Kenny Payne doing? Yeah. Maybe he just went to the NBA at the wrong time because he needs to be crushing the portal, and that instead he's he's just all on like randos in high school. You can't find film on. Very bizarre. It's a strange situation. It, it, they're on some list. I think that North North Texas uh, Conference USA Player of the Year kid. I think they had Louisville on their like list of twenty teams or something like that. You're seeing them on some lists. You're just not seeing them on the short list of the good transfer players or even like the transfer players you could talk yourself into getting excited about. The one name that I saw, although this was now a few days ago and nothing really came of it, so maybe it will happen, maybe it won't, is like a UNLV kid. UofL media thought they were going to land this UofL or this UNLV kid 
that had averaged, I think, like six points per game or something like that. And it was like, uh, you're not, you're not beating out anybody. It's kind of like the old, it's football recruiting. What does the offer sheet look like? Who are you beating out? Who else wanted this guy? And in some bad years for UK football, it's been some bad competition. Right now for UofL basketball and Kenny Payne, until you start beating out good schools for kids, I'm not sure really why you'd get all excited about, about some of these players. Any, any of the players he brought Just in last year. Any, any players at all. Any. You need it well no, let me be more specific. Not small forwards that are six foot eight, just like average at everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's seemingly what that roster is. Uh specialized players who can dribble basketball or quick, maybe can shoot. Uh, I I know this is we do do or should, are we doing a should we really be telling him how to do his job? I you know what, as a Kentucky fan, I think he's doing a great job. Yeah, and I think you've all fans. You just got to be nice to the guy. He's a great guy, and you got to give him time. Kenny Payne likes to move in silence. <laughs> and he did win those games. Does he have um, all four of them? Is is there is there a like a like a a primary? Does he have like a main water carrier yet, or are they? And you have all media. Have- yeah, like, is there, like, one guy who's, like, ride or die, KP? Jerry, he... Jerry Eves. Oh, okay. Well, but is Jerry Eves all of the media? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I would say so. Did his radio show get moved? I've not heard him on the air in forever. Yeah, he's, I think he actually might be on when we are on. That would explain um, it. Because, oh, yeah. you know, I, I do the radio surfing thing, and I have not heard that guy in a good bit. But no, he is. But in terms of kind of your your newer school media, no, no, and this certainly isn't newer school media. But Rick Bozich has he he is probably your most connected media member to the Kenny Payne administration. He seems to get the inside info. But no, none of the none of the new media, not really, not that I know mm. of. Man, it's gonna make it a lot more difficult when things. Uh... Things get dicey. Dicey once well, I, The Yuval media will turn on him in a blink of an eye if if it doesn't get better quickly. Like It, it could even be the if the roster is quote-unquote set and it looks horrible, I could see I could see the beginning of the season it just taking a few losses. They're playing that an event. They're playing in that event with IU and UConn and who was in Texas up in oh, New God. York. <laughs> oh, good luck. Whew. That's going to be two losses. They're playing at DePaul December 9th. I saw all these oh. DePaul fans trolling Mike Rutherford about, like, Louisville Day, <laughs> Louisville Day. <laughs> oh, man. It's a tough, tough part. That's a tough spot for the program to be in. So there's three losses right there. And I we're not even past December 9th. Oh man, we don't even know what the rest of their schedule looks like. That Gosh, doesn't count. I'm, like I'm looking Lord, forward to the little Ryan's of the world. <laughs> People forget they lost them. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so bad. Yep, they really did. Let's see what do we got on the Thornton's text line. I, did you I, want to share the shady shot thing first? They lost to Lenore Ryan. I that. Oh my gosh, I, we we didn't laugh about that enough at the time. Um, 
It's one thing when Kentucky has hit a buzzer beater beat athletes in action. Those were at least like 25-year-old players. But like, Lenore freaking Ryan? Whew, well, you know, uh, got some bad news for you, Roush. U of L was not a good basketball team last year. Hope you're sitting down. <laughs> but the good news for U of L is now you can't say last year. It's over. But mm-hmm. that's the scary thing is like, is it over? Is it really over? Scooch, Shaden Sharp said the Portland season has come to an end, and he was asked if he was going to play summer league, and he said, I love to play basketball. Any opportunity I get to play, I'm going to take it. So he, he says that he's going to play in the summer league. Huh. That seems like a strange quote. Guy just likes playing basketball. Well, why didn't well, he play it for the Cats? There you go. That's what everybody's wondering, Scoots. That's why everybody had a good laugh at that quote. I mean, the thing is, he's had quotes like this before, and you're just like, dude, come on. Really? Like, uh, it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. A hilarious quote. Not great on the self-awareness aspect of it. I saw some people in my mentions talking about, like, he, he was probably just ineligible at UK. He just probably couldn't. They probably couldn't play him would would be something that would check it like that would make the most sense right with the whole ordeal it would make sense but they were adamant that he was eligible oh yeah adamant so, that they were that yep 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 i mean it's it's the it's one of the greatest fleecings in the history of college athletics um, because that's what happened the cats got fleeced it was ugly it sucked guy just loves to hoop though you know we've all been yeah. there yeah, just a texture oh. on the Thornton's text line. Funny thing about that, that little fart sound I made. The other night, Baby figured out how to make raspberry sounds, mm. and he also pooped at the same time. Oh. And I couldn't figure out if he was if he actually pooped or if he was just making raspberries. Oh, it was Bofa. It was Bofa. Mm. Oh, and then I went to, like, he was in his crib, and so I picked him up. We were at the end walls. Walked in the hallway and uh, almost ran into a bat that was flying around. So that was a bat in your in your hallway. It was uh, it was at my in law. So like we stay oh, in God. there upstairs. There's just like one room, a bathroom, a long hallway. Uh, and I thought I was seeing things. No, it was I. I ducked into the bathroom, turned the light on. Sure enough, bat flying down the hallway. So. Um, <laughs> So, I, I think I'm, like, getting ready to wind down. Might even go to bed early. Nope, wide awake. We end up uh, taking baby downstairs. I change his butt. Uh, Grandpa gets the tennis racket out of the garage. And so, we go upstairs and, uh, you know, have a whack at it and uh, take care of business with that, that old uh, vampire bat. It's a living creature with feelings and a family. Wow, PETA's definitely no. coming for you, Roush. Man, it... It made the tennis racket sound when he got a hold of it, too. He gave it a good whack. Nice forehand by uh, old uh, Oh, my heavens, Roush. Oh, yeah. Sent that thing flying. That's unbelievable. In the office, they saved it. We we ain't saving that bastard. At At the expense of getting a trash bag on your head with the bat inside of it. And getting rabies. And then having a rabies uh, awareness run. Then I'm going to have to hit you with my car, though. <laughs> what if you had a family, Roush? Did you think of that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I did. And they would, if that family got in that house, or the uh, grandma would not be happy. 
<laughs> it was or bad. Eventful, eventful Saturday night. Uh, yeah, I had I had some beers after that. Roush going out of his way to talk about just this poor bat, just trying to get out, just helping, just looking to get out. I am pro bat in general, just out of the house. I've been trying to convince my wife to let me install a bat box on the house because they're good for bugs. They, they are good eat, for bugs. They eat thousands of bugs a day, and we have some around here, but I would like I would like more. I would like all of the bats. Bats are good. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, you got a thing as a perfect example why tampering exists. Don't blame anyone for wanting to hear offers before they hit the portal. If a return is on the table. Probably the new reality of college athletics. It, it won't happen to every player at every school every time, but it also won't be totally unusual to see this happen. And even with UK basketball, you you think UK basketball would be the top dog, one of the top dogs, but they still had a player hit the portal. It's looking more positive that they're going to to come back. But it, it, if it can happen at UK, and probably means that it, it will and can happen anywhere, just college athletics. You got to adjust. You got to adapt. You got to get used to it. The uh, the. I will get used to it if it's become more commonplace, but for the most part, I mean, it's an exception if you go into the portal and come back, right? And no pun intended there. So, like, I, I'd be all for testing the market, but I don't know how many people are hitting the portal and then saying, oh, actually, I'm good. I'm good. It, it, that will still probably be somewhat uncommon, but in a lot of those situations, they will have left because they knew that the option coming back was not as lucrative. So it will be rare, but it'll be rare because most of the time they'll know what the offer is back at home before deciding to to hit the streets. And I guess in Uganda's case, the streets lied to him. Mm. And UK, he always knew what he was going to be making. So maybe just, eh, I'll come back there. And again, when I say you, seems like he just wanted to be at UK regardless of nil stuff, just Every reporter that has any inside info has reported that exact same thing, that the kid wants to be at UK. If he had it his way, he'd be at UK. So whenever I, I, I got to be careful when I say he, when talking about you gonna, right, it's not really right. him, it's people mm-hmm. around him in a lot of these instances, but he wanted to be at UK. So I don't, I don't, I think he's also just a seemingly a weird exception to all this. Yeah. Yeah. What if he just stinks? Like, what if he stinks and just isn't a good basketball player at all? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Another person says, doesn't it kind of sound like you girls folks want him to stay? Don't want him to stay if Oscar comes back. No, Neil was the main thing. That that has to be a part of it. Uh, No, I think that was just like Zags, like making an excuse for a change of heart. I mean, hand up me. I, I I wouldn't think that if Oscar was back, Uganda would stay. When talking about all this transfer stuff and handlers and all this stuff unfolded, the weird stuff about it was the latest rumblings at that time was Oscar was going to leave. You get the emotional Oscar in the locker room after the game. You get Cal having a few quotes saying that he's gone. Oscar had a few quotes where he was hinting that, that he was gone. So it did. So that's why the Uganda thing was even especially weird, is because like, hey, you were the guy that they were kind of given the the reins to. You're the you're the mm-hmm. next starter. You're the you're the you're the big guy. And instead, he still left, even knowing that. 
and then now Oscar maybe's coming back and maybe Uganda's coming back. I'm just surprised by it. I didn't think that it would be I didn't think that they he would want to be behind him. I'm still not 100% sure. That that still seems a little strange to me, but maybe they just maybe Cal has the formula to make it work and they're all on the same page with it. I I don't know. It is it is a little weird to me though that both would come back, but it, I'm happy about it. I'll take it. I don't think anybody should be upset about that. I I would like Bofa. I would like Bofa these players and I would like to take one more break, but first I'd like to tell you about Salsaritas because today it's Taco Tuesday. Woo! Your favorite day of the week. Taco Tuesday Woo-hoo! is here. Whether you're going to get the steak tacos, which are my favorite. Ooh, maybe you change it up with some shrimp or just the regular old classic ground beef. Uh, they've got you covered at Salsaritas. Salsaritas has everything. They've got fresh vegetables. Salsa is so good. It's in their name. Just download the Salsaritas app before you go. They'll reward you. They'll hook you up. Uh, wildly addictive chips they've got it all excellent catering for whether maybe you're gonna pick up some catering on your way out to keeneland or if you're gonna do a derby party around the corner salsaritas has you has you covered at either one of their two locations one on hubbard's lane in st matthews other on shelbyville road in middletown that's got a drive-through salsaritas it's deliciously different it's simply the best and this is kentucky roll call we're going to take a break and be right back here on the Big X Portrait. And take the vow. I know I can. Be what I want to be. If I work hard at it. I'll be where I want to be. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. What can I do with five dollars? Gee, I don't know. Buy a bullet and wrench a gun. <laughs> Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll. Okay. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday. Weather is going to be beautiful. Try to get outside, get some fresh air. Go for a walk. Why not? Whatever you do, don't leave the house without your Shady Rays. Polarized sunglasses, affordable price, stylish. The best sunglasses on the market. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code BIGX for 25% at checkout. Spring has sprung. Get your Shady Rays. Complete your outfit, your ensemble. You've got derby season coming up. Keeneland's running right now. And no outfit is complete without a good pair of sunglasses. They make perfect gifts as well. Uh, I know a, a couple different grooms that for the Bachelor Boys, they decided, all right, everybody's going to be getting some nice pairs of Shady Rays. Use promo code 25% off at checkout. Go to ShadyRays.com. You will be impressed with their website. I'm impressed with the Thornton's text line. Thank you, everybody that texted in. Keep them coming at all hours of the day. I got one more news story I'd like to share from the sports world that uh, jumped off the page to me. Uh, oh, Cliff Kingsbury, back on his feet. Uh, he's got he's been hired by USC. He'll be. They haven't said it definitively, but it'll probably be the quarterbacks coach out there. Very funny that he's back at USC after. I guess it was four years ago. He was hired to be the offensive coordinator, and he was there for a month before the Cardinals hired him. Now he got fired by the Cardinals. He went to Taiwan. He went loose for a or no, it was Thailand. Sorry, it got them mixed up. Uh, went on went on a little 
uh, crazy hiatus, came back, USC job still waiting for him. But that poor guy, man, uh, I didn't think he'd be able to find a job. Didn't think he was going to be able to make it, TJ. It's like uh, Ben in Parks and Rec and the, that account, <laughs> the accounting job. Oh, man, wouldn't that be great if he showed up and – uh, now all of a sudden another NFL team's wanting to hire him. Yeah, he just he's like, ah, sorry, USC. Yeah, I thought we were gonna make it work this time, but I, I do wonder if like the other go arounds, if he was just like, you know, with the way coaching goes in the NFL, I'll probably be back. Like, we'll probably we'll probably cross paths again here. Uh, eventually, he'll just be the USC head coach. Is this what this is all leading towards? But I, I guess this is his way of wanting to get back into college. Yeah, which probably means you'll you'll he'll have a head coaching job somewhere, most likely after this season. So that'll be interesting. Would you want him as the future head coach of the Kentucky Wildcats? He's uh, he he feels like a guy who's best suited as an offensive coordinator. You probably wouldn't want him coming in for an in-home visit if Duke's uh, a prospect, would you? No, no, no. Uh-huh. Would not like that. Especially but you know, he'll Steven, be old by then. Yeah. Especially if Steven Van Trees is on staff. <laughs> <laughs> he will be old by then. You're right. Uh, but uh, that guy, I can only imagine, is going to age like gold. A texter says Question for the lads. You get to ask Cal two questions about his UK career, and he has to answer honestly. One has to be about the past season, and the other is about the rest of his tenure. What do you ask? Okay, so if one has to be about this past season, Shaden Sharp, because that technically is still this past season question. The -hmm. reason he didn't play is because he wanted to be ready for the following season, which was now this past season. So that's, that's, I think, the easy one about this past season, in my opinion. I think you could probably maybe have some severe Wheeler, Oscar questions. That'd be good. I'd I'd love Cal's honest opinion on the, the premonition, although that, that now is not this past season. I wouldn't waste that for my overall. But I would, if he has to answer honestly, I'd love his honest opinion. And see, a lot of people would disagree with this and want to go more UK-centric. But I'd want to know his opinions on the whistle he gets since he's been at Kentucky and especially his relationship with John Higgins and what unfolded after the 2017 Elite Eight game. So those those are my two questions: Shaden Sharp, and then official officiating question. I uh, I think Sharp is the the obvious answer, but um, the 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 hard part too is like when asking about the future. Um, I think I would probably go with like something to do with big picture changes in basketball. How things have changed. How things have changed since you got to Kentucky, and how are you trying to adapt with the way basketball is being changed? Because I know that's a little open ended. Uh, Cal has a way of making closed ended questions open ended, regardless. But I think you could maybe get something out of that. It would be like a ranting answer, and he would mention like the portal and the nil, and you know, like you know how he talks. But I think you would eventually get down to to something in there that would. It would be meaningful. Yeah, I, I, I could see. And you can't go. You can't go wrong. I like the idea that he just has to answer honestly, though. 
Like no little workarounds or anything like that. He's got to answer honestly. Another good question, just his relationship, true, honest relationship with Mitch Barnhart. Mm-hmm, where, that's a good one. Yeah. Where do things stand? What 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 has he done that you've been that, that you have appreciated? And where do you think he's come up a little short? Where has he said no to you? Where do you think the program could be better if he was more willing to help out with XYZ? That'd be another good question to ask. Scooch, what would be your questions for the Hall of Fame head coach? Yeah, I was going to go something about Mitch Barnhart as well, so you kind of stole that thunder right from me. Uh, Uh, That's unfortunate, right before you were about to say it, too. In regards to this season, I would want to know more about the backstory with Severe Wheeler. Like, what, what was the issue? Did you really anticipate him being a massive part of this team, and why didn't that play out that way, aside from injuries? You wouldn't want to ask about the watch shop? No, he doesn't want to relive that. That would get What's me. What's that about? What he wants to do or what doesn't want to do? You get it. What do you want to know? Question. Yeah. What do you want to know? That would get me punched in the face, probably. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, Scoots. A texter says on the Thornton's text line: "Thoughts and prayers gets all the heat, but there's no easy solution to this. Is also a spineless cop out. I wouldn't get so worked up about people's words." Nobody, nobody's fixing it just from a tweet. Um, sorry to jump the gun a little bit there, but Brad from Bellbrook is back. No hypothetical for today, but rather a question for Roush. I got to say, Brad, all of the polling I did, I, I did one on the message board, did one on Twitter, and they were both about 50-50. So, I mean, it is exactly 50-50, the final results on Twitter. <laughs> so... You did a great job of that hypothetical yesterday. Uh, tip of the cap to you, sir. Um, but today, the question for us, do you see D Beckwith getting any playing time this year, or is he just a get-off-the-bus-first get type of guy? There's not much tape on him, so I'm not sure what type of player he is, but I love the idea of using him as a pass catcher out of the backfield in red zone situations, especially in 12 personnel. Between Daniel Cummings and Beckwith, we should be able to create some mismatches against linebackers and DBs, but I'm not sure he has the chops to be an SEC playmaker. Thoughts? I love getting D Beckwith questions because I get them all the time, every time there's a picture of him online. And uh, somebody even told me there was a Brandon Jacobs comp for him on House of Blue the other day, which I appreciated that. Uh, I I just am never going to expect D Beckwith to ever play a snap at the University of Kentucky. If he does, I'll be pleased. Like, you should have zero expectations for this guy. And if he does play, it's gravy. But I just, I, 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 I don't. I, I don't have any expectations for him playing. Um, great shape, great physical shape. But I, 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 just, I just don't think he's got the, uh, just don't think he's got it, for the lack of a better term. Roush doesn't think he has the chops. Yeah, not the chops, not the chops. It's also he's like playing running back at six foot four, and he doesn't have like the lowest pad level. Um, so that that's the very basic of it. But it just like it also goes to show you too, like it takes more than being a good athlete to be a good football player, and I I think that's there's just a big gap there, considerable gap there. Texter says, hey, TJ, take out that red-socked suck it and suck it. Sincerely, your favorite Rays fan, Connor. Rays are unbelievable. They may they may never lose. Wow. 162-0, baby. They beat the Red Sox, unfortunately, last night. One to nothing. The Red Sox stink. It's not going to be a good season for Boston. But Tampa is just... It, it, 
wild stuff. And it brings me back to my overall issues with Tampa is that they have been as good as 95% of baseball franchises over the last 10 years, 15 years, even almost. And they, they, they have zero fans. Their fans don't care. People in the area just don't care in large part. So I feel like they just kind of go to waste, but they're good. They're, they're much better than the Red Sox this season. And a perfect, perfect 10-0 and on the year. Four games up in the division. Not too shabby. Enjoy it, Connor. Enjoy it, buddy. If you had to pick only one center and backup combo, who would it be? Oscar Ware? Oscar Bradshaw? Oscar Onyenzo? Oscar or Onyenzo Bradshaw? Uh... So the other one is a backup exclusively? Like, is the other? Do you have one of them playing at the four, or it's just, just like saying, you only, you only get saying, one of these? Yeah, you only get one. I would do Oscar Bradshaw. Yeah, I think I would too. Because having I, having to give up on Yen, on Yenzo would 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 be tough, but I'm I'm taking the sure thing, and I'm taking the promise of Bradshaw more than the promise on Yenzo, and that could be the wrong choice. So that's that coaches. Uh, get paid millions for that we don't get paid millions so we're just we're spitballing but i think that would be what i would go with with not the highest degree of confidence even yeah i i just i go back to the conversation we had yesterday where i i'm taking oscar's incredibly high four just over yugo's potential if i have to pick one so oscar uh, oscar bradshaw for me Prayers out to everyone that were affected by this horrific shooting, heartbreaking and awful, and we as a society just see this type of stuff happen so daily. Can't believe this is real life. Very sad. It's very real life, and will only become, unfortunately, I think, more more common. So, Scoots, always the efficient, never the broad. That's right. Who would you want to officiate your wedding someday, Scoots? Oh, that Roush would do a good job. Roush would do a good job. Yeah, I'd be okay with Roush. Yeah, but how would how would he be best man and officiate? That is something I haven't thought about. Roush would not be best man as much as he wants to be. But I, I'm, I'm more than welcome to have him officiate. I I can't. It's never say never, Scoots. That's true. What could happen between now and 2042? That's true. <laughs> I am surprised. I guess a uh, part of it too is. Um, most of my friends are bachelors, but I, yeah, I would actually think that I, I'm surprised I haven't been asked to officiate a wedding. Yeah, I think you'd do a nice Did job. You? Feels like that's right, right up my alley. For sure. Like, yeah. Most of your friends are bachelors. Uh, like the guys I went to high school with, they're. Um, I'm the second. I was the first to get married. The second one got married like four years ago, and the third one's getting married this fall. So, like, my, my core group of friends, yeah, they're all living the bachelor life still. I only have a few select single friends, which, good good for them. And there's nothing wrong with being single. But most, most of them, that's crazy. When you said that, I was like, most of them? Huh. It's a different, it's a different hangout scene between the singles and the, the non-singles. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, and, and the thing is, too, is you kind of gravitate towards the the people who are coupled up, right? Like uh-huh. the kind of older friends that got married. Like we hang out with them more often, like just because, you know, my wife's friends with their wives now. They've got our kids are friends, you know, that sort of deal. So, yeah. 
It's the way that it works. Uh, Scoots, it, you'll you just got to keep looking, buddy. You're going to find the love of your life sooner rather than later. Oh, I'm not worried about it. You all are. Could I'm be, not. Could be today. Could be. You never know. Mm-hmm. You never you know. You never know. Uh, another texture says, I believe the right to bear arms, but that was writing in the 1700s before semiotic wep- weapons were invented. Um, and another text says the EU doesn't have these problems. I would wonder. Both, uh, both true. Both both true. I would wonder uh, about the EU's media coverage. We don't really have enough time to get into to all of it, but I also think social media plays an absolutely colossal role in our mental health problems that we face as a society and as a country. I think oh, that yeah. plays. I think there's just so much stuff going on with our brains that we aren't smart enough to even figure it out, and everybody's just kind of living with a, a lit a lit wick. And it's scary. I wonder if violence from the top contributes. Nobody's allowed to talk about our government and how violent they are around the globe. Watch John Stewart's interview with the Defense Department official from last week for an example how triggered they get when you question them. And that's the thing is like there's very little accountability because there's very little conversation. Uh, there's no transparency. But that's why I just I, I would I think uh, if you're looking for a solution, more conversations. You get somebody that wants this, they think they handle it this way. You get somebody else that thinks we should handle it this way. Let them respectfully talk so the rest of the country can see how adults can have conversations. And then also, maybe we'll shape opinions and ter- and change minds. If you do it respectfully, I think it can be done. If you just do it when you yell and then you get an audience of people chanting and hooting and hollering, then it just becomes cheerleading. And this is, if you're really serious about this stuff, it should be beyond cheerleading. It should just be about wanting to help. And you help by being nice. Uh, one other texture on the Thorns text line says, Collar, Winston, and a handful of others, they did the baseball mm-hmm. um, double dip. And somebody said, Bo Jackson, of course, played both well. Yeah. Nowadays, I'm not sure an athlete can now. The time commitment for one is a lot. Two seems impossible. See, that's the thing. Bo Jackson's the go-to, but Bo Jackson was late 80s, early 90s. Like, that was 30 year plus years ago. So, um, and Bo Jackson was just an absolute freak. An absolute freak. <laughs> also seems like the last like four serious targets that wanted to play baseball and football or dual sports have elected to not go to UK. I know there was that one that went to Tennessee not too long ago. Yeah, and one of them showed up here but just never did anything for either team, really. Amani Gilmore. Uh, oh, yeah. Jordan Anthony yeah. Anthony's going to be interesting because track and receiver – does feel like Trendon Holiday? I don't know if you remember him from the LSU title team with uh, uh, yeah with Les Miles, but like that that does seem seem conceivable. It's just you know like he, he does have some time to de- where he needs to develop on the football field. Um, but hell, who knows? They they could have a couple plays dialed up for him this fall. John here. Good morning to all. Wow, such sad news in Louisville, sending prayers and families and community involved. I agree with TJ. Well said, my friend. On a side note, I had a question for the crew. I'm on a diet right now, and I've been cutting out fried foods. I've been eating mainly fish and chicken for a week, so plus hitting the gym four to five times a week, I'm hoping to lose at least 15 pounds. So tell me, when trying to lose weight, what is the hardest part of the process? Working out or eating healthier? I think for me, it's eating healthier. Got to go talk to you later. Eating healthier, and it's not even particularly close. Same for me, I can work out every day. I love working out. I enjoy it. You get you get a good you get a good high from it, but eating healthy, oh boy, totally different ballpark for me, John. But I guess oh. it's each of their own. Yeah, my hardest part is uh, working out, just finding the time. I'm like scoots, you know, I got no time, and so for me, if 
finding the time to work out is the the hardest part. Yeah, that can be tough. Too. Eating healthy though, I'm I'm all about some salads and all that. Like that's easy, easy yeah, peasy. Let that's good. I, it's it, tough, tougher t- for me. Taking out the snacks at night is also like if if I don't snack at night, then I'm I'm good. That's that's the fastest way for me to cut ten pounds. If for some reason we don't see Rob Dillingham at UK, do you think we should pursue Ryan Nimhart? I think it would be too late, Texter. I would be all for that, but yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. And also, I think there would be other options that you could maybe find even a better fit. But yes, if you could get Ryan Nimhart, sure. That that would be nice. He's a good player. Question about the 2042 Scoots wedding. How could Roush be the officiant 20 years from now? He will need bifocals, and he's had no ears to keep them on his head. Oh, that'd be tough. That's a good point. Roush, you're out. Sorry. Luckily, he's got a big schnoz. He can just keep it on his nose. It'll it'll just be like those old school glasses where there's no there's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's no hooks on the side. It's just something to shove on your nose to have mm-hmm. it that tip of it. Oh, gotta, you got to balance it on your face. You can do it. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Hope everybody has a great day. Be nice to one another. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. And we do have some NBA games tonight. So I think the Lakers are toast. I'll be rooting for the Heat over the Hawks. But uh, we'll come back and maybe spend a little time talking about it tomorrow. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin See you later. Looking at me, looking at me, cause every woman just wanna be happy And it's crazy, but baby, I Do you love me when I'm with you, baby? Girl, just there, those eyes, I